Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Blind Analysis. My name is Tommy Ray Valdez. Today, I want to talk a little bit more about the NFL. I want to share my reaction to week 13 of the NFL. And I also want to talk a little more Seattle Mariners baseball as well. So first, we'll get started by talking about some of the matchups that took place in week 13 of the NFL. We will begin with the matchup on Thursday Night Football between my Seattle Seahawks and the Dallas Cowboys. This was a very interesting game. You can make a very strong case that this was the best Thursday night football game of the season. Um, and it was a lot of fun to watch. So we will get started by talking about this game. The Cowboys, they got on the board first after a long opening possession, which led to a field goal by Brandon Aubrey to give the Cowboys a 3 to nothing lead. But then the Seahawks entered back. Geno Smith finds DK Metcalf. He takes it 73 yards into the end zone for a touchdown to give the Seahawks a 7-3 lead over the Cowboys. But then the Cowboys answer back. Dak Prescott finds C.D. Lamb in the end zone for a touchdown to give the Cowboys a 10-7 lead over the Seahawks. And then the Cowboys would add on to their lead. Dak Prescott finds Brandon Cooks in the end zone to extend the Cowboys' lead to 17-7 over the Seahawks. But then the Seahawks answer back. Zach Charbonnet gets his first NFL rushing touchdown. That makes the score 17-14. to 14. Uh, But then the Cowboys add on to their lead. Brandon Aubrey kicks another field goal to extend the Cowboys' lead to 20-14. to 14. But then the Seahawks, they jump back in front. Geno Smith finds DK Metcalf in the end zone for the second time to give the Seahawks a 21-20 lead over the Cowboys going into halftime. And then the Seahawks... Add on to their lead in the third quarter. Geno Smith gets a rushing touchdown to extend the Seahawks' lead to 28-20. to uh, But then uh, the Cowboys, uh, they answer back. Um, Dak Prescott finds Tony Pollard in the end zone for a touchdown. Um, they decide not to go for the two-point conversion to tie the game. Um, but um, they decide not to go for the two-point two conversion uh, to tie the game. Uh, Brandon Aubrey goes for the extra point. That made the score 28-27. to uh, But then um, the uh, Seahawks, uh, they add on to their lead. Um, Geno Smith finds DK Metcalf in the end zone for the third time in this game to give the Seahawks a 35-27 to lead um, over uh, the Cowboys. Um, but then um, the Cowboys, uh, they get um, another uh, field goal uh, by Brandon Aubrey uh, that made the score 35-30. Uh, to 30. Um, And then the Cowboys, uh, they jump out in front. Dak Prescott finds Jake Ferguson in the end zone for a touchdown to give the Cowboys a 38-35 to 35 lead over the Seahawks. And then... Um, late in the fourth quarter with two minutes to go, the Cowboys, they add on another field goal by Brandon Aubrey to extend their lead to 41 to 35 over the Seahawks. Dak Prescott does a great job of running uh, the two minute offense. Um, and then the Seahawks um, needing a touchdown um, late in the fourth quarter. Um, but uh, they go for it on fourth down. They were unable to, to convert and the Cowboys hang on and win this game 
41 to 35 over the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks, uh, their record drops to six and six, and the Cowboys improve to nine and three. So, first, I will focus on the positives for the Seahawks. It was great to see the offense. The Seahawks put up 35 points. Um, great game for DK Metcalf. Three touchdown catches. Um, six catches um, in this game for DK Metcalf for 134 yards. Uh, Geno Smith throwing three touchdown passes to DK Metcalf. He also had a rushing touchdown as well. Um, I thought the offensive line did a really good job of protecting Geno Smith in this game. Um, he was not sacked at all in this game. Even though the Dallas Cowboys brought pressure um, all game long, uh, Geno Smith made some decisive decisions. He got the ball out of his hands quickly. Um, and, um, you know, I thought uh, he played well in this game. Um, but um, now we got to talk about the negatives. Uh, Seahawks 0 for 3 on fourth down. Uh, that really hurt the Seahawks in this game. Um, you know, you have to come up with the perfect the perfect play calls if you go for it on fourth down. Um, and the Seahawks failed to execute um, going forward on fourth down. Um, and uh, although they were very successful um, converting third downs, uh, they really struggled um, and they were unsuccessful converting on fourth downs. Um, and that ended up hurting the Seahawks in this game. And also, um, they really struggled um, with the time of possession battle. The Cowboys really dominated the time of possession battle. Um, I felt like the Seahawks defense was on the field uh, way too long in this game. And Cowboys did a really good job of putting together long drives. Um, and the Seahawks defense failed to get off the field. Um, you know, Cowboys, they were able to convert um, on third and fourth downs um, in this game. Dak Prescott really played well. Um, and I thought he did a really good job of running that two-minute offense late in the fourth quarter. Um, and uh, really... Um, you know, giving the Seahawks only a little bit of time, uh, you know, to um, try to um, come up with that touchdown uh, to win the game. But unfortunately, Seahawks just couldn't get it done. Um, and, uh, you know, although their offense was very impressive, um, you know, they struggled on fourth down and that ended up hurting them in this game. Um, also, Geno Smith threw an interception to Deron Bland. Um, that was another opportunity where the Seahawks could have uh, driven the football down the field and scored. Um, but, um, you know, uh, they went toe-to-toe with the Cowboys, uh, which was uh, very impressive to see. But unfortunately, they came up just a little bit short in this game. Um, Cowboys, they get the win to improve to 9-3. and three, um, And they are very much in the mix uh, to try to win uh, the NFC East division. And we'll talk more about that. Um, in a little bit, but a uh, very disappointing, um, heartbreaking loss for the Seahawks. They now fall out of the playoff picture. Uh, we'll talk more about that as well. Um, now let's talk about uh, some of the other matchups in the NFC West. Um, the Rams, uh, they get the win over the Cleveland Browns, um, 36-19. to So the Rams, um, you know, getting a big win uh, to move ahead of the Seahawks. Um, now the Rams are in the number eight seed. Seahawks fall down to the number nine seed. Um, and once again, you know, not only did this loss to the Cowboys hurt the Seahawks, but losing uh, two games to the Rams really hurt the Seahawks as well. Um, 
you know, being swept by the Rams uh, puts the Seahawks in a very tough position um, the rest of the way. So um, Rams are now ahead of the Seahawks in the NFC West standings um, and um, in a position um, for a playoff spot as well. So um, Rams get the win over the Browns. Great game for Matthew Stafford. Uh, great game for Kyron Williams as well. Um, and the Rams get a big win over the Cleveland Browns. Um, Joe Flacco uh, was a starting quarterback for the Browns in that game. Um, and uh, Rams, um, their offense uh, really played well, and they got the big win over the Browns. Um, big matchup uh, between the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Um I know there's still a lot of games, um, you know, left to go in the regular season, uh, but this matchup could possibly determine who's going to get that number one seed in the NFC. Um, you know, the Eagles, they got off to a good start, um, really dominating the time of possession battle in the first quarter, but they did not put up enough points on the board. They struggled in the red zone, only putting up two field goals to give the Eagles a six to nothing lead. But then the 49ers, um, you know, uh, they got things going in the second quarter and then they completely dominated the game the rest of the way. Um, big game for Brock Purdy, throwing four touchdown passes, two of them to Debo Samuel. Uh, Debo Samuel also had a rushing touchdown in this game as well. So three touchdowns for Debo Samuel in this game. Uh, Brock Purdy also threw touchdown passes to Brandon Ayuk and Jawan Jennings as well. Christian McCaffrey ended up with a big game as well. For the 49ers, he had a big rushing touchdown in this game as well. Um, 49ers uh, dominate the Eagles with a 42-19 win. Um, Eagles, the record falls to 10-2. 49ers record improves to 9-3. So um, with uh, the 49ers um, getting a big win over the Eagles, um, you know they continue uh, to add uh, to their lead in the NFC West. Um, and um, the Eagles pull to with uh, the Eagles uh, losing. Um, that means uh, they drop to within uh, one game of the Dallas Cowboys. They only have a one game lead over the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC East standings. Um, so a big win um, for the 49ers and a tough loss for the Eagles. So um, that's going to set up for a big matchup between the Cowboys and the Eagles next week, but we'll talk more about that next time. Uh, but um, 49ers get a big win. Um, and uh, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, they get a win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Great game for Kyler Murray um, and Trey McBride. Um, and the uh, Arizona Cardinals get the win 24-10 to over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and uh, um, another um, big game that um, impacts uh, the NFC playoff race. Uh, the Packers, uh, they shock the world. They get the win over the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Jordan Love really plays well, throwing three touchdown passes in this game. Um, there were um, a couple of uh, missed pass interference calls uh, that um, really ended up hurting the Chiefs um, late in this game as they were trying to drive down the field to get um, a go-ahead touchdown. Um, uh, that really ended up uh, hurting the Chiefs, not getting those pass interference calls. Uh, but um, it is what it is. The Packers, 
They get the win. Uh, they are now in the number seven seed in the NFC, uh, hanging on to a playoff spot. Um, so a big win uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Um, and over in the AFC, there were some very interesting games as well. Uh, the Houston Texans, they end the Denver Broncos winning streak. A great game for C.J. Strout. Um, he really plays well. Uh, Texans jump out to um, a big lead in the first half, but then the Broncos fight their way back in the second half, but then uh, the Texans' defense really steps up big. Uh, Russell Wilson throws three late-game interceptions, uh, which ended up hurting the Broncos in this game. Um, Derek Stanley coming up with two of those three interceptions, and then very late in the fourth quarter uh, with the Broncos uh, trying uh, to get a go-ahead touchdown to win the game, but then Russell Wilson throws an interception to Jimmy uh, Ward, um, and uh, the Texans, uh, they hang on and get the win over the Broncos, 22-17 to to end the Broncos' five-game winning streak. Um, both teams still playing good football, still in the mix for a playoff spot in the AFC, but it's the Texans that get the win to improve to 7-5 and five on the season. The Colts, they improved to 7-5 and five as well with a win over the Tennessee Titans. Um, in overtime, uh, a big um, go-ahead touchdown in overtime um, by Gardner Minshew uh, to Michael Pittman Jr., and the Colts uh, get the win in overtime over the Titans. Um, the uh, Atlanta Falcons... Um, continue to hang on to their lead in the NFC South. Um, uh, they get uh, the win over the New York Jets, um, a low-scoring game, 13-8. to uh, But the Falcons hang on and get the win. They improve to 6-6 six and six, um, in first place in the NFC South. The Saints, uh, they lose to the Detroit Lions. Um, Derek Carr uh, back in concussion protocol, so we'll have to keep an eye on that for the Saints matchup next week. Um, but uh, the Lions, uh, they get the win, um, 33-28 to 28, um, over the Saints. Um, and uh, uh, the Buccaneers, uh, they get a win um, over the Carolina Panthers, 21-18. to 18. Uh, So uh, the Buccaneers, Saints, and the Falcons all still very much in the midst to win the NFC South. But the Falcons find themselves in first place. Um, and uh, uh, the Miami Dolphins getting a big win over the Washington Commanders, 45-15. to So the Dolphins uh, with a great game by Tua um, and Tyreek Hill. Um, they get uh, the big win over the Washington Commanders. And the Dolphins hanging on to the number one seed in the AFC. Um, so, um, you know, lots of good games around the NFL uh, for Week 13. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, Chargers, they beat the Patriots 6-0 to zero, um, as well. Um, but uh, it was a very fun week of football. Um, and uh, keep an eye on the playoff picture. Uh, the playoff picture uh, the rest of the way. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see uh, what happens. But it was a very fun and exciting week around the NFL for week 13. Um, so that's my thoughts on some of the matchups. Um, now I want to talk um, MLB baseball. I want to talk some Seattle Mariners baseball. Uh, Mariners, uh, they continue um, to make some moves. Um, and they continue to have all of us Mariners fans concerned. Uh, Mariners, 
They trade away Jared Kelnick, Evan White, and Marco Gonzalez to the Atlanta Braves. Um, and in return, the Mariners get a couple of pitchers. Um, Jackson Cower, uh, or Jack Cower, excuse me, Jack Cower, uh, the number seven overall prospect uh, for the Atlanta Braves. Um, and they also get another pitcher named Cole Phillips. Um, so I don't know a whole lot about these pitchers yet, but one thing I do know for sure is you can never have too much pitching. So Mariners continue uh, to add some more pitching to their ball club, but they continue to subtract some more offense, trading away a guy like Jared Kelnick, who was um, a very productive um, hitter for the Mariners in the first half of the season before fracturing his foot um, after um, striking out in a very crucial situation for the Mariners against the Twins. Um, and then he went and uh, kicked a cooler, fractured his foot. Um, and uh, then he eventually came back uh, in the month of September. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, didn't really uh, have, you know, um, as good of a month of September as he did in the first half of the season. I'm just speculating here. Um, but, um, you know, I do think that if the Mariners would have had a healthy Jared Kelnick throughout the season, uh, throughout the entire season, maybe they would have made the playoffs. Um, you know, and I think that, um, you know, Jared Kelnick obviously letting his emotions get the best of him. Uh, that has happened to him a lot. Um, you know, when he was, um, in a Mariner uniform, um, and, um, you know, I'm just speculating here. I don't have inside information, uh, but I do think that's a part of the reason why the Mariners ended up deciding to trade Jared Kelnick. Um, you know, I think they were very worried about, you know, him not being able to handle his emotions properly. Um, and I think maybe that's why the Mariners traded him. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, Jared Kelnick, um, you know, was not happy with the Mariners organization. Um, you know, according to Bleach Report, um, you know, and according to what um, he posted on Instagram, I guess, um, you know, he thanked the Mariners fans, he thanked his teammates, he thanked his family, and he thanked the Atlanta Braves, but he did not thank the Mariners organization. So, um, you know, maybe there was, you know, frustration on both ends, you know, frustration um, from the Mariners, you know, obviously being frustrated with Jared Kelnick um, and obviously Jared Kelnick was frustrated with the Mariners organization. So, um, you know, maybe this trade is going to work out uh, for the best for both parties. Uh, but, um, you know, um, what are the Mariners going to do? Um, what is, you know, the vision for this Mariners offense uh, for this Mariners lineup moving forward? Uh, you know, the Mariners, you know, trading away, um, Jared Kelnick, who was another big part of their lineup. Um, and it's another hole in this Mariners lineup that they are going to have to fill. Um, you know, yes, Jared Kelnick did strike out a lot. Um, so the Mariners are subtracting some more swing and miss from their lineup, uh, but they're not making more additions to the lineup. And that's where, um, you know, we're just hoping that Jerry DePoto and Justin Hollander, um, will continue, um, to make some more moves and, uh, find ways to add to this Mariners lineup. Um, I did hear that the Mariners are interested in possibly trading for Randy Rosarena. That could be a very good addition to this Mariners ball club. 
Um, I did also hear that they are interested in um, signing Cody Bellinger um, in free agency. Um, those are two um, really good, um, you know, uh, players that could definitely uh, replace a guy like Jared Kelnick out in left field. Uh, we'll see what the Mariners decide to do. But, you know, if they add a guy like Cody Bellinger, um, you know, not only can that help them uh, out in left field, but, um, you know, he can play first base. He can play third base as well. He can play center field. Um, so Cody Bellinger, a very versatile player, um, a guy who really swung the bat well with two strikes last season. He had a 280 batting average uh, with two strikes. So Cody Bellinger could be another very good addition to this Mariners ball club if they decide to sign him. Um, but, um, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but, um, you know, if the Mariners uh, want to add a guy um, who hits the ball hard um, and uh, who, you know, swings the bat well with two strikes, um, Cody Bellinger could be a very good addition. Um, you know, Randy Rosarena, uh, very good defensive outfielder, very good hitter as well. Um, he hit some big home runs against the Mariners. So we know he can hit the ball out of T-Mobile Park as well. Um, so, you know, Mariners, uh, with a lot of moves that they still need to make, to add to this lineup, um, you know, whether it's in trades or in free agency, um, we'll have to wait and see, but I don't think the Mariners are done yet. Um, you know, obviously trading away Evan White um, and Marco Gonzalez to clear up some payroll. Um, Evan White uh, won a gold glove with the Mariners his rookie season, but, um, you know, never really swung the bat well at the big league level. Um, he was dealing with injuries over the past couple of years, uh, didn't even play. For the Mariners, over the past couple of years, he did play down in AAA a little bit. Um, but, um, you know, with Ty France um, taking over first base over the past couple of years um, and the Mariners paying Evan White a lot of money, um, you know, uh, they definitely needed uh, to clear up some payroll so they can make some more moves. So that's why they traded away Evan White to the Atlanta Braves. Maybe a change of scenery will help him. Um, and Marco, Marco Gonzalez, um, you know, Mariners – you know, they have a very good starting rotation. Um, Marco Gonzalez um, really struggled to stay healthy last season. Uh, but, um, you know, when he's healthy um, and when he's locating his pitches, um, he can be a very good starting pitcher as well. A guy who doesn't throw very hard, uh, but when he locates his pitches, he can definitely pitch well. Um, you know, I did hear the Atlanta Braves are interested in uh, trading away Marco Gonzalez. So, um, you know, um, We'll have to wait and see where Marco Gonzalez ends up. Uh, but, um, you know, he's not going to be with the Mariners, obviously. Uh, sounds like he's not going to be with the Braves uh, for very long either. So it'll be interesting to see uh, where Marco Gonzalez ends up pitching uh, this season. But uh, when he's healthy um, and when he can locate his pitches, he can pitch well. So um, he's going to be a good addition uh, for a starting rotation somewhere. So uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. But, um, Mariners definitely they need to make some more moves, um, and uh, hopefully they can find a way uh, to make this ball club better and give the Mariner fans something to be excited about going into this next season. Because uh, right now, all we see is a lot of holes in this Mariners lineup, and a lot of Mariner fans are very frustrated. Uh, you think about what we gave up to give up Jared Kelnick, uh, you know Edwin Diaz, Robinson Cano, um, you know. Um, 
Hopefully, uh, these pitchers that we got in return for Jared Kelnick will pitch well. Um, but, um, you know, hopefully trading away Jared Kelnick um, will lead to the Mariners making some more big moves to add to this lineup to make this team better. So we'll see what happens, but Mariners still have a lot of work to do. Um, as far as the rest of the MLB, um, other than the Mariners-Braves trade, uh, the winter meetings have been very quiet so far. Uh, but, uh, you know, lots of GMs are in discussions, um, you know, not only, you know, with each other to make trades, uh, but with free agents as well. So just because there's not a whole lot of activity happening in the winter meetings, that certainly doesn't mean that there's not going to be a lot of activity moving forward. Um, there are a lot of really good free agents on the market um, and a lot of good players uh, that teams have on the trading block. So there will be moves that will be made eventually. Um, you know, the winter meetings is, you know, uh, where everybody meets and, uh, you know, puts together the groundwork uh, for all of that to get done. So even if there's not moves being done over the next couple of days, um, you know, there will be a lot of activity eventually. But I do think that more moves will be made during the winter meetings. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. So that's my thoughts on everything for today. Now I just want to leave you guys with a quick Bible verse before I go. From the book of Psalms, chapter 121, this Bible verse says, I lift my eyes up to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. This is an incredible reminder to all of us that no matter what we are facing in our lives, um, we should never um, be afraid to ask God for help. Let's always continue to pray and ask God to help us. Know that God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. Um, and always remember that if your story is not good right now, it's because God is not done with your story yet. So continue to ask God to help you and know that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And God will never abandon you. God is always with you um, and never be afraid to ask God for help. So I just wanted to leave you guys with that reminder today. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you guys. Always remember that God is love and God is good all the time. Uh, go Seahawks. We really need to bounce back. Uh, go Hawks and uh, go Mariners. Let's make some more moves. So uh, thank you guys for listening and I'll see you guys next time.